You know that there's something that lights you up, but it's fear that is keeping you from doing it. So if you are listening to me right now, and that is you, the thing that you are scared to do is the absolute thing that you must do. Welcome back to another episode of Office Business with Dr. B. I'm your host, Benita Renato. I am a OBGYN and lifestyle medicine physician, both board certified, but I am also a human being that is living out her purpose and her destiny. And part of what I am assigned to do is to help you live a happier and healthier life. And so I am really excited to have this conversation with you. For those of you who don't know my story, you can go back to episode number one, and it's called Meet Dr. V. And that actually was recorded before I retired from full-time private practice. But the longest short of it is I was burned out. I was no neglecting my family, which is something that I cared about very much. Uh, and I was just working hard. I mean, delivering babies, you know, they don't come between nine and five and they come on holidays and weekends too, right? So, so it was a hard job, but very rewarding, very rewarding. But I knew that I had to make some changes. And so um, just the fact that I am sitting here talking to you from a hotel room in Charlotte. I am in a very nice hotel, getting ready for my day tomorrow. I now do what they call locums. I'm a locum physician, so I work at a clinic twice a week, so two days a week in Charlotte, and it gives me some time to work on my business. I will be, I will have a lifestyle medicine practice where I will do home visits and virtual visits. And I am actually curating an experience for each individual partner. Because I call my patients, they're going to be called partners. And we partner together to curate a life that is fulfilling and that's healthy and happy. And so I'm really excited to talk to you. The title is Living on C-Minus, Living on C-Minus, Five Signs That You Know That You Are Not Living a Fulfilled Life, or Five Signs That You're Living an Unfulfilled Life. And I will just, I won't take credit for that term. Um, I, I had a friend and... They were having some struggles with their significant other that it was, you know, pretty big portion of their relationship and required a lot of this person's time and energy. But it's the kind of situation that unless there is recognition by the other partner that this is a problem, that it's going to continue to get worse. And so the person was coming to the realization that's what's happening. This is spiraling. And I think I'm helping, but I'm living on C minus. Like all these years, I've been living on C minus because the other person can't do what they need to do 
to be better, do better, be well. And so this person was kind of putting their life on hold, taking care of the other person. And I will say in life, sometimes it is like that. This person is not married, but in marriage, it definitely is like that. We take a vow for better or for worse. And so I'm not saying that life is perfect all the time, but you want to know that the trajectory of your life is fulfilling, right? That it's more good than bad. And the phrase, I'm living on C minus, I knew exactly what they were saying. And so I think it's ironic that I'm talking to you now because I feel like I'm living A plus. You know, I'm living A plus. I am, I'm doing things that I want to do that I've chosen to do for myself. Nobody told me to do it. I had to kind of, kind of get the courage to step out and it has paid off. And I'm just very thankful to God. I'm thankful to my family that they have allowed me to spread my wings. And so I will definitely say I was living an unfulfilled life before, but I am, I'm not now. Again, life is not perfect, but I'm way happier now. I'm way happier now. And it was intentional. It was very intentional that I have a life that's happy and healthy. And I'm doctor, I'm a physician. In our training, there's no emphasis on that. Yes, we want people to have, you know, good mental health, i.e. we want their anxiety to be treated. We want their depression to be treated. But prevention was not really not something that we, we focus on. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and get into the five signs. And let me just tell you that this also kind of what motivated me to do this is I was in Harris Teeter. And it was a Saturday morning. I just finished Pilates and it was pretty early because I do Pilates at like eight o'clock. And <laughs> I guess there was a birthday party and you know how you get the balloons with the numbers. So there was, there was a family mother. I'm just going to assume mother, father, and child. And the child was about my favorite age. My favorite age for kids is four. So this kid was like four or five. And so he was so excited when he was at the counter and they were blowing up these big balloons and it was a six and it was a two. And <laughs> he walked around the store holding the two and was just so excited. Cause you know, the balloon was about his size and it's floating above him, and he is just laughing and just like jumping up and down, and he's so excited. And, you know, it's the kind of joy that when you see it, when you hear it, it makes you smile too. And eventually, his dad was, okay, hush up. <laughs> like, you're too happy, but it's refreshing. And I was like, when was the last time that I was that excited about something that I just could not contain it? And to me, that's the essence of a happy life, right? Of just having this overwhelming joy. And it's something simple. It's not necessarily anything spectacular, but it's just holding up a balloon that is a two. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Children tap into this. Children laugh a lot. They play a lot. They're happy. And their life is fulfilling because they do exactly what they want to do. 
well, within boundaries set by parents. But so the first sign is that you don't have any more Christmas morning experiences. So I'm in my late 40s. I believe that Santa Claus is coming up. I actually was shortchanged by my brother because I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real the same time he did. He found out and he was three years older than me. But nonetheless, there was nothing like going to bed on Christmas Eve. Like you could barely even sleep, right? You could barely even sleep. Matter of fact, you didn't. We got up at three o'clock in the morning looking for our toys because we were so excited. The anticipation of your gifts, how much fun you're going to have, and the magic of Santa, it's just like you couldn't help but be excited. I mean, like, I don't know about y'all, but didn't your parents have to make you go to bed and then make sure that you stayed in bed, right? Now we know why they were doing that, but you were that excited. And so I just, I'm just asking a question. When is there a time in the recent, gosh, I don't know, last few months that you've been excited and anticipated something that you were looking forward to it, that almost the buildup was just as good as the thing? Uh, that is a fulfilled life. That is excitement. That is joy. That's hope, right? You've got something to look forward to. And that, that is a blessing. That is a blessing. You will hear people say that, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. There are actually people who get up every day and are excited about going to work. Excited about going to work. Let me see. Do I have that on my list? Okay, this is a plus one. This is one. So one A was you don't have any Christmas morning experiences anymore. And this is one B. You are going to a job that you hate. You're going to a job that you hate or you're in an education program that you hate. You are waking up every morning to something that you hate. Now, I'm gonna just tell y'all, medical school residency was very hard and there were days that I did not like it. But what helped me get through it was that I knew that A, there was gonna be an end to it and that the means would justify the end. So I just had to hold on for four years, four years for medical school, four years for residency. And I knew that it was just, this was just the season that I was in. But just imagine if you're waking up, going to a job that really has no end per se. I guess retirement age, 65, 62. I mean, we talking about three and four decades and you hate it. Okay, so I always forget to, to give y'all and tell y'all how this relates to the pillars of health, but when you are living without purpose, without meaning, that actually weighs on you and it kind of chips away at you. And I'll get to some of the other signs that actually also shorten your life expectancy, but there is value in joy and happiness and having meaning in your life. So you don't know your purpose. You don't know why you're here. 
you don't know what your gifts are. That is the easiest way to live a fulfilled life is to find out why you are here and what you are supposed to contribute to humanity. I will tell you that what I am doing now, a podcast, right? Building a medical practice that is going to kind of unleash the divine in people and help them kind of get on target with their health and happiness. That really excites me. And that is my purpose. I have gifts that allow me to connect with people. And I ask these deep questions, y'all. I, I say it's the Holy Spirit. I'm a believer. But I ask these questions that get to the root of what people feel that helps us move forward. And so I know my purpose. I know I have a vision for my life. I know that I want to create a wellness center, an, an enterprise that focuses on educating people, building community and allows them to live a lifestyle that supports optimal health and wellness. That's the vision that I have. And that has what has, that's what has gotten me through. That's what allowed me to leave my job. Left my job scared, but it was what kind of motivated me and got me over the hump. So if you don't know your purpose, and I know that's kind of really generic, but if you can't say why you're here, I think you're probably living an unfulfilled life because you're not fulfilling your purpose. Okay, and that's it. Number three, if you were to die today, there are things, big things, that you wish you would have done. Now, I think I've talked about this on a podcast before, but when people are on their deathbed, they don't talk about they don't talk about their accomplishments. They talk about their regrets. Those things that they can never experience, never redo. They talk about the things that they regret. Sometimes we regret things because we're living a life that is not ours. We're doing what people tell us to do. We're being the good person. We're being a doctor when we really want to be an artist. You know, we're living somebody else's hopes and dreams and not really tapping into what you want to do. Bucket list? What's a bucket list? Like, you don't even have, you know, you don't even have hopes and dreams. It's like, I'm just going to work, come home, eat, watch Netflix, go to bed do it all again but write a bucket list and if you don't know what a bucket list is a bucket list is a list of the things that you would like to do before you die I will tell you a few things on my list I want to go to the Super Bowl I want to see Bruno Mars in concert I'd like to go to the moon let's see feet on wood feet on f-o-w feet on wood I didn't know what that term meant until I got with some really high-class folks. And F-O-W means feet on wood. That means you are sitting front row at a basketball game, feet on wood, like where the celebrities sit in the little chair. So anyway, those are a few things on my bucket list. Get a bucket list. Start dreaming. But there, there you don't want to be on your deathbed and have a ton of regret. Now, I'm not saying... 
like I really feel like God has more for me to do. So if I die today, I'd be like, oh, but my wellness center and all my practice and all my kids and my, my husband, you know, there's things that I wouldn't want to do, but I just don't feel that it's my time yet, but I'm working. So if you were to die today and you're working on the big things, then, hey, I don't think you would live with regret. You know, I don't think you would live with regret. I was just listening to Kevin Hart. He has a podcast called Gold Minds, Gold Minds, M-I-N-D-S. And he interviews celebrities and, you know, people in the public eye. And he had a conversation with David Letterman. And I don't know how long, you know, David Letterman used to have the David Letterman show. I think it was what, CBS. And it was, it was at night. It was the same time as the Tonight Show and, you know, all those like after the news shows. And he did that. Let's just say he did it for 30 years. And he said, you know, he would come in the morning and he would look at the ratings and he'd do the show and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until he left that it was like he was able to kind of step back from that. And the way he described it, it almost felt like he was on a hamster wheel. Like he was on a hamster wheel and that he was just living life. And for the ladies that I'm working with, one of the goals that I have for them is that they can look back over the year and they can say they have accomplished things that they wanted to accomplish and they've had some growth. And the way we do that is we, we write down our goals for the quarter and once a week we check in on where we are. Um, if you want more information about goal setting, I modified that from the 12 week year. It's a book, but I mean, it's like, okay, David Letterman, millions of goo gobs of money. And even he was on the hamster wheel. Don't check it out. But, and now he's doing something different. Um, where there's, there are not so many time constraints and it's just, he can talk to people. So I just really think that, you know, we never know when our time is up, but get off the hamster wheel, get off the hamster wheel and start living. Number four, this is kind of a branch off from number three, but I think it's very important that I say it like I say it. There's something that you want to do but you are scared to do it. And because you are scared to do it, you are not doing it. And that, my friends, leads to an unfulfilled life. You know that there's something that you're supposed to do. You know that there's something that lights you up, but it's fear that is keeping you from doing it. So if you are listening to me right now, and that is you, the thing that you are scared to do is the absolute thing that you must do. The thing that you're scared to do is what you must do because therein lies the adventure. There, there's a purpose, there's destiny in that. And it's very important that we actually not ignore those ideas that are in our head because what I really feel that is, is that probably connecting you or leading you to your true calling and to your purpose. And so fear keeps us from a lot of things. And I will just say, 
when I transitioned out and I still, there's still things that I'm scared to do, but I'm doing it scared. But all the things that I'm scared of, they don't usually come true. They don't usually come true. So, you know, I've heard the term fear stands for false evidence appearing real. All the things you're scared of are not real. Um, and I promise you, if God or your higher power has told you to do it, they've already got it worked out so that you will win, that you will win. So hear me, if you're scared, you got to do it. You got to do it. All right, this is the last one. And I'm just giving y'all five signs, but there are more. There are more, and you probably could come up with a few. But this last one, this last one I think is really serious. And a lot of people suffer with this. And what I want to say is that we need to put a stop to this next one. A sign that you're living an unfulfilled life is that you are lonely. Lonely. Not that you are alone, but you are lonely. There is something that you are longing for, connections that are missing. It's almost like you are not plugged up to the socket and you are by yourself or you feel by yourself because absolutely people can be in a crowded room people can have you know great relationships that's romantic relationships and friends and i say great but for whatever reason they feel lonely that there is something missing and when there is loneliness that leads to hopelessness that's when we start to see mood disorders like depression. We see isolation when you're lonely and fear. And they've actually, you know, kind of studied this. You know, COVID actually allowed us to see what happened when people were isolated. So especially those older folks who didn't have connections or their connections were taken away. We saw what that did to their health. They were more prone to illness. They didn't fare as well. And their mental health declined. And so loneliness actually takes years off of your life. Loneliness takes years off of your life because it's that micro stress. It's called weathering. It's just that 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 feeling of something is kind of grinding you down. You can't get out of it. You can't get over it. And loneliness can be that. And so, you know, there are all kinds of reasons why people are lonely. But if you know somebody that potentially is lonely, I am not exaggerating, but you could potentially save their life. You could potentially save their life just by attempting to connect with them, inviting them to places and helping them have social connections and relationships that are meaningful and allowing them not to feel like they are alone. I've quoted this study. It's the Harvard study of these men from 19 and now they're in their 80s. And the biggest predictor of how long they would live was their social connections. Did they 
feel like they had people in their lives that cared about them, that they could depend on. That was the biggest indicator. Again, not their cholesterol, not their blood pressure, but their social connection. So I don't want to underestimate how important that is and how serious it is. And if somebody is listening to this right now, gosh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but 944, I think, is the number if, you, if you're thinking about committing suicide. And I just be very careful if you are feeling lonely, because that can lead you down a very dark road. And for folks who see this, please acknowledge it and try to be the light in somebody's darkness. Be the light in their darkness. So, all right, that's all I got. I think this is a shorter episode, but living on C minus, I mean, give yourself a grade. Like if you had to grade your life right now, and this is, you know, you're comparing yourself to yourself. I mean, like I'm not comparing myself to Oprah, right? Because maybe my life might not be an A plus if I compare myself to Oprah. But just give your life a grade. Where are you? If you're at C minus, if you're at a D, what can you do? to get a better grade. And I know y'all, I hate to talk about grades because some people just didn't do well in school, but score, let's say maybe a score, right? How are you going to increase your score? Because I'm telling you an A plus life is yours. We have been deceived into thinking that we can't have that, but we absolutely can. And I will tell you that finding what your purpose is going to be a clue to getting an A-plus life, but it's yours. And once you find it, your health and happiness improve tremendously, improve tremendously. So I don't want you having a C-minus life. I want you, I mean, look, we don't have to be an A-plus, but what can we do to move from C-minus to C-plus? C to a B to an A. I promise you, if you just get a quiet moment with yourself and you're being honest and real with yourself, you will figure that out. And what I'm telling you now is don't be scared. Well, I'm not telling you don't be scared, no. What I'm telling you is that even if you are scared, it's something that you must do. It is scary. It is scary to recreate your life and to transform and to curate a life that is a plus but it is so possible and it is so worth it y'all take it from me believe me take it from me it is absolutely worth it so thank you all for listening in the show notes you'll have the links to my instagram and facebook and the video is on youtube yeah look y'all y'all check the video out i'm in this beautiful hotel got these four little golden circles on the wall and um, yeah, I'm over the pool and I hear the music and I'm downtown. So yeah, y'all check out the video and don't forget to subscribe and like. So I will see you next time on Office Visits with Dr. V. And again, thank you for taking the time to hear what I have to say. I hope you have a wonderful life and I hope 
that you be improving your grade soon because of something that I said. All right, see you next time. Thank you.